whole lot of nothing. Yeah. I was gonna say. Just... It's a pandemic. I know we say We're it every inside. week, but man, yep. it's boring. Truly, like every week, I don't know why I think it's gonna get better, and unless you live in Florida, it just has not. No. I don't think we said this last week, but uh, I recently had to get tested for uh, COVID-19. We did I am negative. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Michael. I was going to get out of the pandemic without actually getting tested. Like, I thought, like, there's, there's going to be no way that I'm directly linked to somebody who had it. Even though at the very mm. beginning, my boss had it and we were in direct oh, contact God. for a very long time. And... Um, I didn't know if I was asymptomatic at that point. They were telling, like, that was at the very beginning. They weren't really telling asymptomatic people to get tested or mm -hmm. people who weren't feeling symptoms. They were like, don't get tested. It's taking away from the people that actually need it. Yeah. So uh, if I was asymptomatic at that point, I literally felt absolutely nothing. And then mm -hmm. also nobody around me got it or tested positive or anything. So I was pretty safe at that point. And then this time we got that text, someone in your yep. office tested positive everyone's required to go so Love that text <sighs> so yeah, yeah if you haven't gotten tested text. yet um it is not fun no. or comfortable mm -mm. but it's not as bad as some people are making it sound i had the nose test it's not fun but it's also over in like two seconds you don't really feel it afterwards you're fine so. If you shoved, like, race cars or those little green army men up your nose as a toddler, then this is probably nothing. I think I put a bead up my nose when I was a little kid. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I mean, whatever. It happens. <laughs> your kids, happens. right? Yeah, it happens. Michael got tested a couple days ago, too. He had to for work just because they required it of everybody. And he also came back negative. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. And I'm still afraid to get tested, but that's okay. If as he doesn't as, have it, then I probably don't have it. And as soon as we got the text, like I talked to some other people at work and they were like, as soon as you opened that text, did you like feel a little tickle in your throat? And like, you were like, oh no, is mm -hmm. that cough normal? Or is that cough like symptomatic of something? Like I always get sick around this time. Code Elliot always gets me sick around this time. <laughs> and... Um, like I've had like a little bit of a stuffy nose for a little while. I think I'm having like fall allergies. Like mm. I think ragweed was high the other day. So oh, I'm fun. Like, you know, I felt a little like scratchily. And then yep. I was like, oh God, is it the yep. Rona? That's it exactly wasn't. how I felt like all week because it was leading up to Michael getting tested. But then also when I went to Target, the person who had to like, like, you know, when you accidentally scan something twice and they've yeah. got to come fix it, was actively sniffling through their mask. And I was leaning as far as I could away from yeah. them without being obnoxious. But then for the rest of the week, I was like, what's that? What's that feeling? Why do I feel yeah, like that? Yeah, right? What's that? Could and I have it? What? And then like, I mean, if you're a good person you feel like extra sensitive about being around people you're like because i don't even know if i have it so now i'm afraid that like anybody that i pass on the street yeah i fully <clears throat> i i 
cried to Michael being like, what if I give it to you and you give it to one of the kids and then they get sick? And what if someone dies from it? And like, he's got some older coworkers. I'm like, what if you give it to one of them and they can't handle that right now? Yeah. It's, it's just anxiety terri- things. I know. It's terrifying. <laughs> it's not great. Um, but yeah, so we're, we're both feeling good and uh, uh, speak for yourself but health wise my ssris are working so perfect we hope all of yours are as well same and do you want some manufactured anxiety because that's what this episode is going to give you yeah low-key no one will ever trust their partner <laughs> the entire time i was researching this michael was sitting next to me like on the couch or wherever and i'd be like side-eyeing him Ever, everyone will have already seen the uh, the title of the episode, but this is Chris Watts, right? Yes, which okay. is also super unsettling for me because I went to high school with the Chris Watts. So every Ooh. time he was on the news, every and time you like you and I talked, I thought of him and I was like, Chris Watts, like what? And no, not the same dude. Very nice yeah. dude. Very I'm much gonna, not the same dude. I'm going to throw in something that's probably going to spark controversy. Oh, but boy. When we talk it, about cases that we're interested in and cases that really like make us want to dig deeper, uh, the whole genre of uh, the family annihilator, like yep, like Chris Watts is, yep, does not interest me. Same. So I don't. I actually don't know a ton about this case. Obviously, I know same. some because like we follow the same like true crime type of blogs and like we get all of that information relatively quickly. And um, obviously I've seen all of the headlines and all that stuff, but like I never really dug too far into this case because I'm like, a lot of guys kill their families. And that psychology to me personally is not the most interesting as like someone who kidnaps and holds people in their houses for many, many years or uh, somebody that snaps and and goes on like a, a... Ted Bundy at the Kyle yeah. House killing spree. Like, that's the kind of stuff that I'm like, I need to find out more about this person's life to figure out what leads somebody to this point. For a family annihilator, I feel like there's, like, three paths that lead you in that direction. And it's, yeah. like, relationship stresses, work stresses, mental health stresses. So, that... And also, like, it kind of just goes to my, what I was going to lightly joke about, but men can't hang. Largely can't hang. In, in what like, regards? In, in, like, the regard of when shit gets stressful or when they've got to juggle a bunch of things like, spoiler alert, relationships. I think there is once. definitely... They can't do it. There's definitely a selection of men that are... Uh, exceptions to the rule but I would say I would probably agree with you and say the general rule is that like a lot of uh, men or male identifying people can't handle stresses as well as someone who is female or female identifying someone who is programmed to give birth I mean not even just that but I'm talking like you know what I mean like it's a stressful situation or like all of the kids in the house are sick yeah yeah, like, wi- I think women are better at juggling things. Yes. One time Men my entire family like got the flu. Yeah. yeah. 
we all got the flu except my dad and my dad truly just walked around with his hands up by his shoulders for like a week just nothing got done he panicked the entire time i'm i feel blessed that we even got fed yeah if my mom was uh sick or unable to do stuff around the house i don't know what my dad would do yeah Uh, but i i mean that could be men of a certain generation that could be like we're not generalizing all dudes we have some very nice listeners. hi but it's just it's a special category yeah it's a special kind of man it's it's special (laughs) it's a (laughs) it's it's a stereotype for a reason yep yep because it does happen Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But jump right into it and let us find out more about this dude. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, I thought you meant, ugh, I hate myself. I thought you were talking to, like, the people, you know, all two listeners. Well, I'm, and no, I'm I sure was there's just some like, people, Yeah, tell us about it. If you've I've, experienced this. I've seen so many posts about this case in particular. Yes. I'm sure that, like. One, at least one or many of our listeners will like this case will be their shit and they oh, will we've know gotten it as requests yeah yeah especially because it's so recent too like i think more people are interested in more recent uh yes. true crime events because it's crazy how you could get away with something like that in this digital age like i think it right. was easier to kind of write off in like the 60s 70s 80s because the internet wasn't a thing and yeah. there wasn't a lot of uh, very reliable surveillance and well and they and also didn't stuff. dig as hard like we'll get into this a little bit but like for example one of the well we'll get into it but one of the the excuses he used at one point back in like the 60s or 70s they definitely would have just taken that as gospel yeah I mean, like oh okay that's what it is because the profile wasn't fully developed no like they barely had profiles yeah yeah <laughs> <clears throat> go ahead but um yeah so let's talk about the bona fide piece of shit that is chris watts mm. so christopher lee watts was born on may 16th my brother's birthday 1985 not my brother's birth year in spring lake north carolina his wife shannon Catherine watts there's that fucking nee nee whatever the fuck and oh, whatever her maiden name was. Yep. Thank you. I I don't know why. Every time I even I even write these things down and I go, I'm gonna remember to look this up. <laughs> and you know what I don't this. do? Yeah. You know what I never do? I'm sure everybody's able to figure it out since I've never fucking been able to figure it out. So I need to stop. So her maiden name was Ruzik, R Z U C E K. I think that's correct. That sounds but right. But I'm not positive. Um. Again, things I think to look up, and then I forget. But she was born on January 10th, 1984 in Aberdeen, North Carolina, and they met in 2010 and were married in Mecklenburg County, North Carolina on November 3rd, 2012. So they're North Carolina natives, like born and raised, and then eventually they moved to Colorado, Frederick, Colorado, in 2013. Um, They bought a five-bedroom home there, and had two daughters, Bella Marie Watts, who was born on December 17th, 2013, and Celeste Catherine Cece Watts, who was born on July 17th, 2015. And 2015 was also the year that Chris and Shannon declared bankruptcy, Ooh. unfortunately. Um, 
And in terms of work, Chris worked for the since acquired Anadarko Petroleum Corporation, and Shannon was a rep for the MLM Lavelle, which she sold a product called Thrive, and she was deep in it. Deep in, deep in. Was she one of those people that finally got the car? She was a hun. Oh. Yeah. I don't know if she got a car, but she definitely, like, so we'll get into this a little bit. Her Facebook profile is still up. And all of her posts are public because she was like a rep for level. Yeah. yeah. And so it's a lot of it on there. Like, oh, like, can't wait to come back to Arizona to do a a thing or whatever. Or was just gone for X number of days in this company, in this state so that I could like talk about this wonderful thing. And I always have this in my purse. And, you know, everybody knows. I I know I know I have been hunned a few times and we yeah. all know you everybody ha- knows it's the telltale signs um but she uh, but I shouldn't say like she, that did not make her a bad person she was a good fucking person um just a little misled in that regard but it makes sense because when you declare bankruptcy you become like financial hardship makes you a little desperate yeah and so you're willing to try whatever it takes because there's always that little thing in the back of your mind. Well, what if this is the thing that gets us out? Yeah. So can't even be mad at her. So in the months before Shannon and her daughter's spoiler alert went missing, the Watts appeared to have the perfect life. Shannon would post photos and videos on her social media about their happy little family. And she would gush about how Chris was, quote, the best thing and that they had a, quote, storybook romance. And in a post on her Facebook profile, which, like I said, is still up, um, on June 14th, 2018, she posted a selfie, uh, or no, just kidding, don't know where that came from, because it says video, not selfie, posted a video of Bella singing about how she loved her father, and to quote the lyrics, my daddy is a hero, he helps me grow strong, he helps me snuggle too, he reads me books, he ties my shoes, you're a hero through and through, my daddy, daddy, I love you, end quote. That's super fucking depressing, knowing I what comes. I would like to reiterate that Chris Watts is a piece of shit. Yeah. Wow. So, yep. So on June 11th, 2018, the pair announced on social media that Shannon was pregnant with their third child, which was due on January 31st, 2019. Basically, she surprised him with a pregnancy test on video and he seemed those are always cute yeah and he seemed surprised and was like wow and yeah but also terribly distressing when you have current financial problems yes the thought of also that yes yeah but the watts's were very excited nonetheless and they planned a gender reveal party with their family and friends hopefully not lighting an entire forest on fire yeah i i I thought about making a joke, another spoiler alert, the gender reveal party gets canceled. And I literally thought about like putting in parentheses, thank God. <laughs> if you, like, I think gender reveals are cute, but if they're done, like, also, obviously a gender reveal does not mean anything. I think the woman who it's like started reveal. doing gender reveals, her child identifies as non-binary. Yes, yes. So that's the um, thing. It doesn't fucking matter. But if you're going to do one, like cut into like a cake. Yep. Or don't release balloons because it's polluting our earth. Yep. 
But yep, like, yep, yep. Do not do use something. pyrotechnics because it'll set an entire fucking forest on fire and make yeah. my air quality really, really shitty. Yeah, just me. Just, it's only about me. Or just like open an envelope and read a piece of paper. Just do something. Fucking, chill. fucking have a gender of the party when it pops the fuck out. Like, just be like, oh, surprise, it's a boy. Like, yeah. that's what my parents did. My gender reveal party was, ooh, you know what's unexpected? She's going to wrap the umbilical cord around her neck because she already can't stand life outside the womb, so she might as well too. just try to off herself. Look at us. Who would have thought? Anyway. Not me. Back to this piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, speaking of pieces of shit. Enough about this piece of shit. Um, so shortly before Shannon left for a quick business trip for Level to Arizona... Friends and family were notified, as I just said, that the gender reveal party was canceled. Records from her phone showed that Shannon texted a friend, quote, Chris said we are not compatible anymore, end quote, to which they responded, quote, what the hell changed in six weeks, end quote. Shannon replied, quote, he said he had a lot of time to think. I've cried myself to sleep over a week now, end quote. And a lot of these texts are available, like, in news articles and things like that. And granted, it's clear that they are having problems, but the one thing that kind of irked me was the friend that she was texting was always like, oh, he'll come out of it. Oh, he'll, he'll, he'll get over it. Oh, he's just saying that now, but he'll be happy when the baby's here. And oh, like, he's just being dramatic. Like, all these things that are like, kind of red flags. Yeah. Like, granted, I'm, maybe not the best person for this but like my friends say these things and i'm just like leave him bye but I'm, al- I'm also like yeah <laughs> that's easy to say to like our friends but like I know. somebody who has two children and they're already uh got another filing for bankruptcy and you're pregnant with another baby like go to therapy um actually the friend did suggest therapy and he said he did not want to sit on a stranger's couch and talk about their personal life i think but a lot of these is- things were excuses yeah, I also think that that is a frequent argument made by a certain gender, usually. <laughs> um, Similarly, as, the one that's not comfortable talking about their feelings. Don't know which one. Can't think as of it. An no excuse. idea. Also, you can go to therapy privately. You can go to yeah. the same therapist and they can't talk about the, the other one in a certain meeting. But they yeah. also like have the frame of reference that they get both sides of the story. Yes, and that's the thing that I think a lot of people don't understand about therapy. Like, unless you are a danger to yourself or others, which this dude clearly was. But beyond that, if you're not planning on killing your entire family, spoiler. Um, I mean, maybe he wasn't at this point. I don't know when uh, the... I, I haven't, like I said, I haven't researched this case, so I don't know uh, if he ever reveals at what point he made this decision that this is something he was going to do. But, I mean... I, th- I think therapy can help a lot. I don't know if it could have saved this specific situation, but if people are more open and honest to talk about stuff that they're feeling rather than act, I think it could be helpful. I don't know. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I, I do. I, I am a full supporter of what do you call it? like therapy. Um, but I think that there's a lot of misinformation out there too. And yeah. I think that's where... It's not that I don't blame you, but it's like I I can understand why you would be opposed to it based on the stuff that's out there. Yeah. It's not true. But yeah. 
Anyway. Anyway. So, yeah. So, she... It It's... It's sad. It's just, it's all so fucking sad. Yeah. She like sent it. messages to Chris that gave the impression that this was a sudden, unexpected change in their relationship. And she says to him, quote, I don't know how you fell out of love with me in five and a half weeks. I left you. You couldn't take your hands off me. You showed up and I have to practically ask for a kiss at the airport, end quote. Oof. So... And that was that six week thing was another business trip that she had been on for. Oh, level. okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and towards the end of that trip, actually, Chris had even joined her. Oh, like at the end of the trip. So okay, just very odd. Yeah, odd stuff. So, on August thirteenth, twenty eighteen, at one forty eight a.m., footage from a neighbor's security camera showed Nicole Atkinson, who was a friend of Shannon's, dropping Shannon off at her house after they came back from their business trip, not the six-week one, but she had left for it, let's see, four days prior on August Uh 9th. Um, At 5.27 a.m., the same security camera shows Chris backing his truck into his garage, loading it up, and then driving off. The next morning, Atkinson tried to get in touch with Shannon after they came home because, like, you know, you drop somebody off late, you want to check in, and also, yeah. like, just talk shit and call each other hun or whatever it is you do. Um, then she couldn't get a hold of her, and Shannon then missed an appointment with her gynecologist, like a checkup for the baby. Yeah. And at that point, Nicole started to worry. Then... Shannon went on to miss a business meeting. And at that hmm. point, Atkinson went to the Watts home to check on her at approximately 12.10 p.m. And when nobody responded to her ringing the doorbell and knocking, she called Chris at work and called the Frederick Police Department. Okay, that's probably a good, good call. Yeah. That same day, the couple's real estate agent, they were working on selling the house, also had contacted Chris and... During the conversation that ensued, she mentioned how she couldn't reach Shannon either. And he basically said something to the effect of like, oh, yeah, that's weird. She must be busy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm sure you can deduce what busy means. (laughs) Um, So the police arrived at about 1.40 p.m. to the Watts home and they conducted an investigation Chris arrived home soon after and spoke with the officer conducting the check. He gave the officer permission to search the house, but there was no sign of Shannon or their daughters. Her purse with her phone and her keys still inside was in the house. Her Mm -hmm. suitcase and shoes from when she got home the night before were by the door. And her car, which still had the girl's car seats inside, was in the garage. Also, her wedding ring was found on their bed. Not somewhere that... A wedding what? ring is usually left? Mm-mm. No. Mm. No. Mm. Granted, I mean, as as a soon-to-have-er, soon-to-be owner of a wedding ring, I'm sure that you would not leave it anywhere. But, I mean, granted, I don't have that shit. But, like... I mean, side seems table... Seems like a thing that you wouldn't just leave. Yeah. Home. Like, it's not just placed on the bed like a, like a, a mint at a yes. hotel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, and make no mistake, I I have left my phone in the fridge at times. Like, I am 
the queen of misplacing things, but I don't think I would go so far as to like be like, you know what's a good spot to just drop a fucking presumably expensive item of jewelry. And you also have two young daughters. Like, if I know kids, I know they're... Yeah, exactly. So, seems suspicious. And also, I think this is uh, one of the only parts of this case that I had knowledge about because I don't remember where I saw it, but there was, I guess, some police, like, body cam footage of them walking around the house and, like, one of them is talking to Chris Watts at this point as he shows them around the house and, like, he's just cool as a cucumber. Like, I don't know where she is. Yeah. Like, something like that. Yeah. Um, like, it, like, he truly was, though, like, and then he was helping him, like, the officer, like, he was discussing, like, ways to, like, look for her. Like, hmm, could she be here? Like, like yeah, you'd be a little too concerned. Like, if you really had nothing to do with it, you'd be a little more concerned than helpful, I would think. Yeah. Um, like, just very like it's just it's super i don't know to me it's a little insulting it's it's not a little insulting it's very if you're fucking gonna kill insulting. your whole family then i'm sure you're not worried about being uh the most um i don't know he seemed he seemed like he thought he was gonna get away with it and he was like oh yeah i'm so yeah. stealthy yeah and like i'm gonna oh be- i don't know where she could be <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, like, like a fucking wily e. coyote over here. You got to remember that people have emotions, dude. You got to pretend to be a people for a second. <laughs> you got to remember that people have brain cells, my guy. Like they're yeah. not just gonna be like like fucking some of the things he comes up sec. with. So, so, oh, don't get me started on that. Don't get me started on that. Like, I mean, I'm not telling somebody to like fake sad to get out of murder, but like if you're if you've already murdered somebody and you're just like the worst actor in the world, maybe hire a hitman or something. It's like, like, and don't get me wrong. We're not saying like hire a hitman, but at the same time, if you are the three stooges equivalent to a mastermind, there may be better ways to do things. Like I can understand being close to bankrupt, if not bankrupt and therefore not having the money for a hitman, but then maybe, I don't know, go to therapy. See, it all comes back to therapy. But it also, all just comes back to that. But also, if if you're in bankruptcy, like filing for bankruptcy, and your first thought is to murder your wife and children, you needed help a while ago. Yes. Like yes. A couple sessions isn't erasing whatever break in your psyche that you had to make this idea sound not even just plausible, like the best idea. This is plan A. Yeah. Like... And also, why would it go to that? Like, not for anything. Women don't think that way. We don't I mean, immediately go to, let's kill the family. There, <laughs> we've talked about Diane Downs. There are definitely, That's true. That's there are true, definitely but, women who think that but way. Also, but I would say the vast majority of, yes. yeah, the vast majority of uh, family annihilators are men. Yep. But anyway, I mean, go and on. this is just a like i'm not saying fuck all men like trust me i can feel the men in us descending but that's not what i mean um so yeah so he's walking around and basically is just like oh i wonder where she could be and like truly thinking he's slick and he ain't slick is what is what i'm trying to say like he's just not with it so 
by the end of that day, the or the by that time, I guess it was the next day, August 14th, yeah. 2018. Shannon, Celeste, and Bella were officially declared missing, and the Colorado Bureau of Investigation, or as they will be from now on known, CBI, released an endangered missing persons alert for them. So in the days that followed, Chris just remember what I said about being one of the three stooges in terms of being a mastermind? Yeah. So Chris keeps changing his story. And it was looking pretty sus. Mm. First, he said he had no idea where his family might be. And he would field TV interviews and make public, like, media TV appeals to their community, begging for help in finding his family. But he was so fucking bad at it that not only did investigators note that Chris was showing, like, unusual restraint when talking about his missing family, viewers were noting and commenting on it, too, going, um, where is this guy's, like, I don't know, emotions? Yeah, and also I feel like, especially in today's day and age, like, people are so much more savvy to, like, noticing yeah. the small the small like body language things that people do yeah it's not like like if you watch i think i posted on the uh the facebook actually recently that there was a body language um analysis of one of ted bundy's um interviews when yep. he was in jail and he just analyzes like okay like he's doing these tiny slight like little things so like people are making those videos and like really going back and analyzing what people's reactions like known serial killers yeah and we're all and now, watching them like fucking sadists so now yeah. we're all basically midi experts exactly <laughs> but like anybody that has an interest in true crime can watch one of those interviews yeah. with him be like dude who do you think you're fooling right you had something right. to do with it right and that's li that's literally what it was like he was using very emotional verbiage but did not have the facial expressions, the bodily secretions to back it up. Yeah. So, for example, he can he did an interview with a local TV station KMGH and he just said, quote, I just want everybody to come home, end quote. And when the reporter asked if he had fought with his wife before he, she had disappeared, Chris said, quote, it wasn't like an argument. We had an emotional conversation. I'll leave it at that. But I just want them back. I just want them to come back, end quote. Hmm. It's like, you know when, that remember that video that went viral of the baby that was making, like, crying baby noises, but its face was completely just devoid of any and all emotion because all it wanted was attention? That sounds like something that would happen in my nightmares. So, no, I don't think I've seen that in real life. <laughs> But I also don't want to think about it too hard because I'll see it in my eyelids tonight. If you ever have children, I'm going to just keep sending you that video. I hate <laughs> that hate. and links to articles about babies having fingernails. And I'm just going <laughs> to. Um, so he does this and then he started saying to the police, he basically starts to paint her as the bad guy and is like, I think she just took the kids and left. Is he gone girling her for? Yeah, like for no reason. And she took the kids away from me so I would never see them again. Where? I know. I'm like, hmm, wonder why. 
So during a police interview, he even said, quote, I think about like, did I cause this? Did I make her feel like she needed to leave? End quote. Which to which my guy. My dude. Yeah. Hindsight. Knowing what he did and him saying that shit like, dude. Like, fuck you. I know. He also told the police that his wife and he, quote, fell out of love with each other, end quote. Which, based on the messages I just fucking read you, not the case. Yeah, they always wanted to be a mutual decision. Like, uh-huh. We came to this decision together, but I forced I love it that. upon you. Conscious uncoupling. Um, but he insisted throughout that he wasn't seeing anybody. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And also, during this whole ordeal... He is texting his wife, quote, just let me know you are okay. I am worried about you. You, like, you know this is going to be on the news, dude. Also, if you're saying I am worried about you, you just know, and wedding photos confirm it, that homeboy had two diamond earrings in his ears in his youth. (laughs) (laughs) He really was. He was like a little Eminem wannabe. Ew. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Mm. putting the real shady in Slim Shady. But anyway, so meanwhile, investigators from the local police, the CBI, and now the FBI have gotten involved. They all had been going through Chris's phone records, which presumably he knew if he's texting her things like, I miss you. Where are you? Come back. Oh, no, I hope everything's okay. Is this something I said? Mm. Or did? Spoiler alert. So... They found out he had been having an affair with one of his co-workers from Anadarko Petroleum, which began six weeks before his wife and children disappeared. Notice anything? Not even smart enough to use a burner phone. Truly. Truly. It's 2018. A dizzying intellect. What can I tell you? I hate this guy. Yep, yep, yep. So Nicole Kessinger, the woman with whom Chris was having an affair told investigators that Chris had repeatedly told her that he and his wife had drifted apart and that the pair had mutually decided to get a divorce. Story checked out, uh, Kessinger said, because during the span of their six-week relationship, Chris appeared to be unattached. She told the police, quote, I really was under the impression that they were separating. It was told to me so many times and it made sense to me. He called me whenever he wanted, end quote. Another example was while, and this just boils my blood a little bit while his wife shannon is away on a business trip he called a babysitter because he was supposed to because he was like i have to go to a um i think it was like watch a hockey game or watch a sports yeah with my co-workers and have to yeah babysitter like for team bonding Babysitter comes, watches the kids, and he takes this bitch, not this bitch, Nicole's not a bitch, he takes her to the Lazy Dog, like, bar and grill restaurant. Also, like, she's not a bitch, obviously. Yeah, she's not a bitch. I got a little heated. He's the bitch. Still not chill to, like, go out with a dude who you know is married. No, no, absolutely not. And she has to know that Shannon doesn't know. I mean... You would think, but she is adamant that she did not. But she's adamant about a lot of things. We'll get into that. She is she is definitely she's, not in the She's not a bitch, here. but she she's still not chill. She's not a bitch. She's just like, ew. Yeah. I think that 
that sums it up. So Chris also told Kessinger that he was living in the basement of their home and not speaking with his wife. Kessinger told the police that she had encouraged Watts to try to make it work with his wife and to read up on how separation would affect their children. She also told the police that when she found out they had a baby on the way, quote, I thought, if you are lying to me about this, what else are you lying to me about? And it made me realize that maybe his wife was in danger at this point. It was day two and she still wasn't home, end quote. Mm. So giving us like major Amber Fry vibes here. Yeah. And... On top of that, in, a, in another, like, direction of Amber Fry, Kessinger completely cooperated with the police and basically was willing to offer whatever she needed. But she did tell them that she was concerned that raunchy photos that she had sent Chris would end up somehow being leaked to the public once the affair was eventually brought to the media because there was no hiding it. Yeah. And unfortunately, at least one of the photos did surface. Granted, I saw the photo in my research. I didn't outwardly look for it. But shout out to Business Insider. They just fucking put it up there in the timeline. I know. I was like, really? I mean, to be fair, she is fully clothed. She is photographed from behind with, like, standing in front of a mirror. Like, it looks like like when you get your roommate to be like, hey, take this cute picture of me for the guy I'm seeing. That's the vibe it gave. Yeah. But, like, fully, like, not fully clothed, but she's, like... I mean, like, fucking bathing suit zone's covered. You're fine. Um, But it was leaked, and police said that Chris kept the photos of Kessinger in a password-protected app on his phone that was disguised to look like a calculator. Huh. Yeah. Classy move, father and husband. That's almost as classy as somebody I know who told their partner that Kick was just a gaming app. For games. Oh, yeah. That Mm -hmm. could be researched. I know. And you know what I researched? Whether or not vehicular manslaughter was against the law. Mm. So I swerved. No. Um, So, however, these aren't the only, like, similarities between Kessinger and Fry. And we are not the only ones to notice the similarities between Kessinger and Fry. Ah. Because you know who else noticed? Who? Fucking Kessinger. What? When police searched her Google records, they found that she spent hours on the internet the day before she met with police. <laughs> Looking at related news reports to the to the crime. That makes sense. Yeah. She looked up about cops accessing text messages. Also made sense. Mm-hmm. And she looked up info on Amber Fry, specifically her net worth and how much she made on a book deal. Oh, yeah. I hate that. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, yes. Uh-huh, yes. She became less chill. Yes, that's that why I was like, I, I did try to hold back with this bitch, but I also oh. was like, I mean, would she have come forward if Amber Fry did not exist? If Amber Fry uh, did not set the precedent? Yeah. Wow. Mm. But yeah, decidedly not chill. No. But unfortunately for Kessinger... Unlike Amber Fry, she was not the only other woman, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Authorities also discovered that Chris had allegedly used his phone to arrange an affair with at least one other woman before his family went missing. Mm. That woman told the police that the two met on Tinder, classy, yeah. went to Chick-fil-A, classy-er, 
I guess. And then had sex. Classy is. What a date. What I know, they, right? Fucking juniors in high school? I, I, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I wasn't doing that in junior year of high school. Like, granted, well, we didn't have a Chick-fil-A around, but we had a Popeye's. It's better, arguably. I would say better. They like gay rights, and let's be honest, their chicken sandwiches. Slamming. Chef's kiss. Um, however, police also found that she had Googled. So she basically was like, yeah, like, we met on Tinder. We went and got some, some hate chicken, and then we had sex. Yeah. Police then searched her records and found that she had Googled, man I'm having an affair with says he will leave his wife. Okay. So, not sure how casual that was. Uh-huh. I don't, I, granted, I am not a perpetrator of casual sex. Never have been. Presumably nah. never will be. But, especially given that I'm in a committed relationship. But... Yeah, I don't think that's the direction you go in after you just, like, Chick-fil-A and bang. I don't know what mm. to call it. Chick-fil-A and chill. Chicken chill. Wow. <laughs> okay. I think the kids are going to be real into that. Youths, are you listening? <laughs> so, yeah. And around this same time, no idea who he was Googling it about, but Chris Googled when to say I love you. When to say uh, I love you for the first time in a new relationship. What are you, fucking 12, dude? My no, guy. Gets, no, no, it gets worse. It gets so much worse. He did not Google boobies. I will tell you that much. <laughs> but he did Google. He what typed it you, into his fake calculator at. Yeah, exactly. 8008. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One, three, S. Um, yes. S? You can put S in a five. calculator? Fuck five. Fuck me. <laughs> I, I wasn't good at math class, okay? This shouldn't be a surprise. Um, so he also Googled, what do you feel when someone tells you they love you? Which, my guy, I would hope you robot, know. Robot. Yep. <laughs> yes. And how does it feel when someone says I love you? You have a wife and two children, one on the way. And presumably parents. What a fucking robot, man. Yeah. Ew. Like, yeah fucking gross well, i like, think that also no points to i don't know what if anything he's going to be diagnosed with later on but like that points to some sort of sociopathic tendencies sociopathic tendencies mental illness that he is not feeling emotion yeah yeah like and if one person fucking comes at me with autistic i'm gonna because that is a myth my friends um yeah. but yeah, there's definitely something going on there. Yeah. Definitely would not enjoy that if I found that in my boyfriend's search history. No, I don't I don't even want to look at the search history to be completely mm -hmm. honest. Let's just Boobies. keep that. <laughs> Separation <laughs> <No>. of church and state. <laughs> um, he could look at mine because all it is is just like eucalyptus wreaths or lilac scented candles. At Ikea. the end at the end of our episode, as the music is playing, we're going to say the last three things that we searched. I am so down for that. You have no idea. <laughs> if I am we remember. so down. I, I'm not going like to hardcore that porn. I remember. Anyway. Fisting. All right. Oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> so after this discovery of Chris's affair on the evening of August 15th, so at this point, two days after his wife and daughters have disappeared, Chris was arrested on suspicion of first degree murder in the deaths of his wife and kids as well as first-degree unlawful termination of a pregnancy and 
three counts of some uh, i believe like hiding a body basically um, oh okay so he failed a polygraph test and was held without bond all of which came as a surprise to his family those who knew their family just everybody um well I, I will say some said that there were possible marital tensions between the couple, but no mm. one said they had any inkling that there may have been violence coming between the two. Because mm-hmm. um, again, she was texting her friends about her marital problems, but none of them involved like, oh, I think my husband might kill me. Yeah. Um, Chris Landon, a friend of the couple, told People Magazine, quote, it's beyond belief, really. And it makes you wonder about other people, you know. If this couple who seemed so perfect was like this, what are the other couples like? End quote. Yeah. So at that point, Chris basically caved and promised the police that he would tell them the truth about what happened to Shannon and their daughters if he could just talk to his dad first. Mm-hmm. Um, so they let him do it. And Chris came through and confessed to his dad that he had killed his wife and daughters. Just saying, though, this is key. He said, quote, they're gone. There's no bringing them back, end quote. So he didn't say, I killed them. That's the winner. Okay. And there's reason for this, which we'll get into. So on August 16th, investigators found the bodies exactly where Chris said they would. On site at his former, at the work site of his former employer, Anadarko Petroleum, who had fired him the same day as he was arrested on August 15th. Yeah. Um, Shannon was buried in a shallow grave, and the girls were found nearby submerged in drums of crude oil. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I have feelings about that, mm-hmm. and none of them are great, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to think about it. We're going to do the male thing, and we're going to swallow them, and oh. we're going to just wait until Move we on. die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but even after he was basically caught, Haley, mm. do you think Chris really fessed up? Never. No. Of course not. So on August 20th, Chris said that he had strangled Shannon in a, quote, fit of rage, end quote, after watching her smother their two daughters, Bella and Celeste. So good news. Chris is apparently a huge Leonardo DiCaprio fan because that is quite literally the plot of Shutter Island. Yeah. Um, But things didn't end up so great for that guy either. No. No, I should say he was a fan in the sense that he watched probably the first half of the movie. He knew the spoiler. Yeah. But not it, not it. So he explained that he had told her he wanted to separate. And she got so upset that she decided to get back at them, back, back at him by killing their daughters. You know, people who are not even responsible for this issue. Well, I mean, that's presumably why he killed those two innocent girls himself. Because he's fucking psycho, but yes, he's psycho. But that's so a fucking disgusting to worse. to accuse somebody that you murdered yep. of doing that. And also, let's not forget, like, have some fucking respect. This is the mother of your children. Yeah, right. Your your two point five children. Um. So and and like not for anything like again. Do you really think that's the way to get back at somebody? Like in, in some your, people's in brains, twisted. But in his his mind, he's thinking like, "Oh, 
Yeah, that's how she's going to get back at me, see? She's going to kill the kids, see? She's going to smother them right in front of me where I'm just sitting there like a helpless little doe-eyed Bambi, see? We have 143 episodes to prove that people fucking suck. True. True. Yeah. Granted, some of them are not killy. Technical term. I would say 99% of the people we talk about straight up suck. Yeah. Yeah. Billy McFarland definitely is not in that 90%. Dude just had a dream. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> anyway. So, so he then said that after murdering Shannon, he took all three bodies to the oil site and buried them there because, like, you know, a proper respectful burial for his two allegedly murdered by his wife children. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't check out either. No. So shockingly, this confession didn't stick for the authorities. And Chris was formally charged with the murders of Shannon, Bella, and Celeste on August 21st, 2018, the day after he was like, oh, my wife did it. Yeah. I did one, but she did two, and that's more. So I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm free. Um, Shannon's family was present during the arraignment. Her father, Frank Ruzik, openly wept throughout the hearing, while her brother, Frankie Ruzik, glared at Chris the entire time. Mm. Um, Frankie wrote on Facebook in the days before the hearing, quote, my blood is boiling. I just want 30 seconds alone with that heartless psychopath, end quote. Wouldn't we all? Truly, truly. Um, and many did, which we'll get into. So on September 1st, 2018, Shannon, Bella, and Celeste were laid to rest out of Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Pinehurst, North Carolina. Hundreds of people were in attendance and thousands more watched the funerals live stream on Facebook. Wow. Yeah. So during the entirety of the ceremony, Chris was not mentioned once. The Good. funeral's officiant, Father John Forbes, said during the ceremony, quote, Shannon was a woman of love. She loved God, her family, and her friends. She was a woman of determination. She had dreams to be fulfilled, and she worked towards those dreams. She wanted to make a difference. She wanted to be an exceptional wife and mother. End quote. Just fuck this guy. Yeah. So, that was really, like, beautiful. I like how yeah. he worded all that, yeah. Yeah. And I can wow. only imagine the amount of pressure that to be the officiant of such a, not just a high-profile funeral, but of a funeral where, like... There's the yes. undercurrent of, he did this. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, really well handled. Um, there are some things that, I, I'm sure you can imagine what, the Catholic Church does not handle well. Nope. But... <laughs> This, this one specific this instance was Yeah, he nice. handled it great. So on September 4th, 2018, Chris was placed under suicide watch. Fucking. Now, I understand suicide is very serious, but I do want to explain something really quick. When people who have committed such serious heinous crimes as this commit, like, commit suicide or are put on suicide watch, it's not because they feel bad 99 times, 99 out of 100 times. They don't want to go to jail. They don't want to get in trouble further. They don't want to go to jail. They don't want to be, they don't want to have to answer for their actions. They don't want to be held responsible. Yeah. I have an episode coming up. It's not going to be until after October. So I'm not going to say what exactly it is to get Excuse everyone me, what? excited. What? Spooktober. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be after that. So I don't want to get everyone excited. But there's a guy that did some stuff that once he, for a very long time, and once he was caught, he decided to take his own life in prison rather than 
uh, deal with his sentence. And he was a huge fucking piece of shit and should have rotted away. Did he definitely kill himself or was he possibly murdered by an underground group of pedophiles because they wanted to keep their identities a secret? Not that (laughs) case. So I will confirm that it's not that case, but he for sure killed himself. Okay. Okay. Because like, theoretically, if there was someone named Epstein, they probably didn't. Just going to put it out there. Um, No idea who I'd be talking about, but yeah. Um, So he was placed under suicide watch. Boo-hoo, tear-tear. And a source told People Magazine, quote, he's not doing well at all. Depression is setting in and he's despondent, end quote. I'm like, honey, no, he wants to, he does not want to lie in the bed he has made. Yeah, you should have fucking- He thought he was going to get out scot-free. Put the work in before shit goes terrible, dude. Yeah. Furthermore, as I said before, Frankie was not the only one who wanted to be left alone in a room with him because he was kept in protective custody without a, I'm not going to lie, this is really fucking funny. I've told Haley this. Nobody else really knows this. My phone is just kind of biting it, planned obsolescence. You know how Apple does. And so it autocorrects really like terrible things from like, like words that do not count words that like do not make sense so i wrote cellmate did not catch this siri changed it to soulmate so he was in protective custody without a soulmate um presumably because i don't know he killed her and was only allowed to leave his cell for one hour a day and even still then it was like under close supervision with like no one around yeah so chris decided to plead guilty to all three murders but he still had not really yet told the story of what happened until he went to trial and underwent a five-hour follow-up interview from prison with investigators. So here's what went down. On the morning of August 13th, he revealed to Shannon that he, or I shouldn't say that, Shannon revealed to him that she, she was like, she confronted him about his affair. And so he strangled her in their bed, killing her and their unborn son, Nico, who was going, he was 15 weeks old at that point, or you know what I mean? She was 15 weeks along. Yeah. Um, and according to Shannon's family's lawyer, Stephen Lambert, in an interview with Dr. Phil, quote, and she had said something to the effect of, well, you're not going to see the kids again. And as a consequence of that conversation, he strangled her to death. End quote. Mm. So, like, that is why. That is the why. And then, as for the girls, this one, not great. Um, We're not quite at the trigger warning yet, but I will let you know when we get there. So, after strangling his wife, um, Chris said that Bella came into their bedroom and asked what was wrong with her mom. Saw her mom's dead body. Yeah. Chris then dragged Shannon's lifeless body down the stairs, which woke up Celeste, who began running around the house as three-year-olds are wont to do, and Mm. also was asking what happened to mommy. Mm. So he then... All right. He then drove Bella and Celeste with their mom's corpse in the back of the car, to his work, which was in a pretty secluded remote location. It was an oil job yeah. site. Um, and here's where the trigger warning comes in. Chris confessed that he then smothered Celeste with a New York Yankees blanket 
and shoved her body in an oil tank while her sister Bella watched. He then murdered Bella in the same way and stuffed her body into the tank as well. See, that's like... Like, I was just watching a, um, a thing, an interview with a serial killer where he talks about, like, blacking out and murdering somebody and then coming to and then there's just a body there. Mm-hmm. This is so so planned yeah and it's not like a it's not like you take a gun and like shoot 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 and then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden three people are dead it's like this took a while Mm -hmm. and you went to a different location Mm -hmm. you had the the frame of consciousness to drive to a place you knew that you could like you thought about where you were going to dispose of these bodies and This is not something that can be like written away. It's like, oh, I had no, I, I did it in a fit of rage, a fit of passion. I didn't know what I was doing at the time. This yeah. was way too planned, and is fucking disgusting. And mm-hmm. when I say I don't like family annihilator cases, yeah. it's also because lots of the time children are involved, mm-hmm. and it is not cool to hear no. about that. No. And I'm in full agreement. Um, I think it's every time we do one of these cases, I'm like, why do we do the ones with the kids? And every time, I like, I guess I yeah. don't learn my lesson. I, I just don't fucking learn my lesson. Yeah. So Chris then said he buried Shannon's body in a shallow grave. And so August 13th, 2018, Shannon, Bella, and Celeste died at the respective ages of 34, 4, and 3. Mm-hmm. Yes. So on November 6th, 2018, Chris Watts pleaded guilty to five counts of first degree murder, one count of unlawful termination of a pregnancy, and three counts of tampering with a deceased human body. The death penalty was not put forward by the district attorney. First of all, that's partially why he pleaded guilty was because he didn't want the death penalty. But also, I don't know whether he knew this or not. Shannon's family requested that the death penalty not be put on the table. They didn't want any further deaths. Um, yeah. Which I think is super merciful. Yeah, that's um, huge of them. Like, yeah, I don't believe personally in the death penalty. I think we've talked about this. But, like, I I think that I don't know what frame of mind I would be in if it was somebody close to me who died. Yeah. And their murderer to, up on the stand. If you have to know that, like, the person that did that to your family members yeah. is just, like, going to live. Three sc- three square meals a day and like funded by your taxes (laughs) breathing air yes yes uh yeah i can understand if you're a family member of the deceased that you would uh be fucking livid but the fact that they didn't even want that on the table is big huge of them yeah yeah and that's why i i always like point that out when people do it because i do think that's a big deal yeah um because you can believe and say one thing but when you're in it it can very well be a different situation well you could also think like uh i'm sure like this is probably something that was going through their heads like the life sentence in prison is also just the life sentence in his head that every single Mm -hmm. day he's reminded that he did this oh yeah to these people and he now has to live with that no offense but that is literally one of my primary reasons why we shouldn't have the death penalty because it's in my opinion too easy of an out regardless of what you believe happens after death but then you fight with with like 
yeah, people's taxes are funding yeah. these horrible people. Yeah, but that then aren't also- going to be because like you, I mean, the jail system. I guess in theory was set up to rehabilitate people and let them get out. Doesn't seem like that is a thing that actually happens in practice. I but, believe I read somewhere that it was. I don't know whether or not this is true, but that it was specifically because slavery was made legal and that's why police had been initially been established was to return property i.e. slaves to their owners and when that didn't happen jails were basically because what do what is one of the primary things that people who are incarcerated do they have to do some kind of work for pennies on the dollar yeah like making like license hard plates labor work. or underwear yeah. or yeah like doing hard labor like doing chain gang shit or like fucking out here in california fighting fucking fires yeah and there's a disproportionate number of black people in prisons. And so basically the theory is that it was just another legal way of enslavery. I don't know if any of that is confirmed in research. Me neither, so that's but it's just... an interesting point of view that I thought I would share. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, so no death penalty. And on November 16th, Chris received five life sentences, three consecutive and two concurrent, without the possibility of parole for the murders. And he was also sentenced to an additional 48 years for the unlawful termination of his wife's pregnancy and 36 years for dis- for three charges of tampering with a deceased body. Yeah, I don't think he's getting out. Yeah, something tells me. Something not. tells me. He's going to be in there a minute. Yeah, I've never heard of anyone out living five life sentences. Yep. Yep. No. I mean, even he's 35 years old, that 48 year sentence is pushing it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he is serving out his sentence at the Dodge Correctional Institution in Waupun, Wisconsin, where he was transferred. He was transferred out of the in-state prison at Colorado because Mm -hmm. of, quote, security concerns in December 2018. Basically, they they shipped him out December 3rd and he got to Wisconsin December 5th. Did I say September? I meant December. Okay. I don't know. My brain doesn't work. Swiss cheese. Um, for those wondering what he's up to today, first of all, why? Um, but a source told People Magazine, quote, he knows exactly what he did. He's haunted by what he did. He says he can't shake the memories of his family and they haunt him. He is in I his own, uh, right? He is in his own psychological torment every day of his life. He knows he deserves it. He knows that he made many mistakes in his life and that this is his punishment, end quote. Which first of all sounds like so his mother was apparently like a huge fucking like bitch monster-in-law to um shannon oh great and like one of the issues that they had was that he wouldn't like defend her when his mom or his dad would like be shitty yeah but no offense this sounds like a mother telling people magazine this like straight up straight up oh yeah um, that he's learned his lesson like and- his mommy saying this like like yeah. Go back, play that again, and picture it in, like, a mommy lens, and it's just, it it hits different. So, yeah. But, like, all of it, just so sad, especially considering the fact that over the course of these past two years, while he has been suffering in prison, Shannon, Celeste, and Bella are still dead after having their lives completely ripped away from them. Yeah. Yeah. No, really, I feel bad for the guy. It must be very hard. Mm. Yeah. So, the Dr. Phil episode that I talked about before, um, that aired on December 2018, and 
He consulted with four crime experts, former prosecutor and TV journalist Nancy What About the Baby's Grace, mm-hmm. former FBI profiler Candace DeLong, law enforcement consultant Steve Cardian, and body language expert Susan Constantine, in addition to the family lawyer that I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Um, the experts analyzed the motivation, secret life, and profiling of Chris Watts. So if you ever want to dig deeper into that we kind of i think covered it but if you ever want to go deeper yeah usually there's no problem with going deeper unless there's a cervix involved so you're fine but um so on january 2019 um on a january 2019 pardon me episode of the talk show dr oz which is talk show is loose term um it featured interviews with one of the Watts' neighbors and author Sherilyn Cadle, who has reportedly exchanged letters and phone calls with Chris, which were the basis for her book, Letters from Christopher, The Tragic Confessions of the Watts Family Murders. Mm. So with a title like that, should come as no surprise that this book has a 2.5 out of 5 on Goodreads and a 22% Oof. Google score. Oof. Yeah, so basically people fucking hated it, which, I mean, honestly, based on the title and just the fact that she was promoting the book on Dr. Oz, it checks out. Yeah. Like, if that's where you've got to go to promote your book, maybe stick a pin in that. Or just, you know, don't publish it. That's something you could hit delete on. Yeah. Then this past January, Lifetime aired Chris Watts' Confessions of a Killer as part of its Ripped from the Headlines series. Um, the TV movie starred Sean Clyer as Chris and Ashley Williams as Shannon, who, fun fact, was also one of the leads in two Christmas movies my uncle wrote, Snow and Snow 2. Um, it, meaning Chris Watts' Confessions of a Killer, not Snow or Snow 2, um, has a 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb, which is honestly pretty good for a Lifetime movie. Yeah. but Lifetime also does not... Uh, does stick not- to the facts? doesn't stick to the facts but they also don't wait for the facts like this came yeah. out very quickly afterwards yes they must have been writing the movie as it was happening i i don't even think that they i think they did it beforehand because think about it like it came they out in it? january 2019 no but i'm saying like probably <laughs> when he got arrested in august that's around when they wrote it and it was I in guess. production by the time the trial and like the true confession came out wow because think about it like the movie came out in january he confessed in like october november he was sentenced yeah. in early november jeez and and production post-production that shit takes time i mean for a lifetime movie though it's not Ooh. a fucking marvel movie i know i know um sorry ashley love you girl um so the family however spoke out against the movie through their lawyer stephen lambert who we discussed And Lambert told Inside Edition in January, quote, it's a false narrative that does not accurately depict who Shannon was in life, who Bella was in life, who Cece was in life. When people go out and make things without their input, it does pain them. It does hurt them. End quote. We've seen that so many times. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, yeah, fucking right. That's absolutely true. So now to get into the meat and potatoes of things. I'm sure you've all heard. But yeah. Netflix has developed a documentary that takes a closer look at this case. Hey, Caitlin. When does it come out? Hey, Haley. Can you wait what? like five fucking seconds? I shan't. <laughs> um, 
So the documentary is titled American Murder, The Family Next Door. And by the time this episode airs, you only have to wait a day to see it. See, only five seconds, Haley. Really. <gasps> five they seconds. Could have, they could have sponsored us. Um, they could have. They still can. Uh, We're filming this a couple days in advance. Like, you hey, know, Netflix. Netflix. We know, we know that you're probably up there with Jeff Bezos, like listening in on the Alexas and the the, the iPhones that, and all I that other that shit. I want that sweet, sweet Netflix cash, please. Um, so this this doc is directed by Jenny Popplewell and executive produced by Oscar winner James Marsh. And Netflix says the doc will show quote raw firsthand footage and examine, quote, the disappearance of Shannon Watts and her children and the terrible events that followed, end quote. And it featured archival footage, it features archival footage, including home movies, um, social media posts, and law enforcement recordings. One of the big scenes that is, like, depicted in the um, the trailers, at least, and presumably in the documentary, um, is Shannon basically talking about how she was in, like, a very dark, terrible time in her life. And then she met Chris, and he changed everything and turned her oh. life around. Yeah. Yikes. Doesn't age well. Nope. Nope. A lot of the stuff featured in it does not age well. Oh, no. Um, there's also a song related to the murders. Wow. Um, after, but not in the way you would think. Okay. So after Chris killed his daughters and disposed of his wife and daughter's bodies... Records from, like, his Google searches showed that he looked up the lyrics to the Metallica song, Battery. And just a little snippet of those lyrics. Mm. Quote, smashing through the boundaries, lunacy has found me, cannot stop the battery, pounding out aggression, turns into obsession, cannot kill the battery, cannot kill the family. End quote. That's a something. Be a little less obvious. Just be a little less. Yeah. Just a little less. Mm. Um, and then also, of course, we have to point out the obvious similarities between this case and the plot of Gillian Flynn's novel Gone Girl, which was then turned into yeah. a movie starring the number one Scott Peterson impersonator Ben Affleck. And we talked about it in our very first episode. That's what I was going to say. We talked about it. If you want more info on that movie, you can check out our first episode on Scott Peterson. All of that info is there. And also because this case is so similar, if you are, and no judgment when I say this, a sadist who enjoys these types of cases, there's one you can check out that we've done. And a little peeky peeky into the beginning of Spooktober. <laughs> peeky peeky. <laughs> we're going to speak more about recent events in the scott peterson case <gasps> sometime very very soon wink what? wink 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 yeah can't we talk i don't know about if caitlin knows this caitlin knows this you talked okay, about good. it with her okay good, good, <laughs> good. but it'll be coming very very soon wink, yes. wink 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 for spooktober i wonder when it'll drop i don't know when spooktober everyone break out a camera Camera? A camera? Calendar. They're going to take pictures of us in our home. What homes? time is it right now? <laughs> Jesus. Why it's is late enough. doing this? <laughs> yeah, you can break out a camera too. Take a picture of your calendar. Take a selfie. And, yeah. Anyway. Uh, was that it? That was it. Yeah. I'm, I'm about a... done with this case. Yeah. 
what a piece of garbage yes 100 percent that like wow. just yeah no like yeah no. i don't like mm. these cases i nope. don't like them don't know why i do them but i say that every time so there's some kind of sick twisted reason in the back of my mind that i have not yet uncovered yeah but when i do it's i'll gross. let you know uh, that's when the podcast will be over. That'll yeah. be the last episode. <laughs> um, so if you want more information on this case or any of the other cases that we've covered, you can find that all on our website, which is crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com. Hell and yeah. when you get there on our little about page, it should be on the left-hand side. Hopefully, sure. Maybe. Um, it has all the links to our social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're also on... Not LinkedIn. Not LinkedIn. We're on Patreon. And <laughs> if you love and support us, you can uh, join Get our Patreon for as little as a dollar, as much as whatever you want. And there's little perks along the way. So find out via our Patreon how you can love us. Yeah. And with that, uh, this is the last episode before Spooktober. Spooktober. Which, as we will remind you, is two episodes every week. For the month of October. Because we hate ourselves. I mean, in December, Doesn't it seem always so bad. seems like it seems like a good idea. Yeah. And then we get to like August and we're like, oh no. Now see, I'm stupid, so I don't even get to August. I get to like mid September and I'm like You get to like yesterday. Yeah. Yes. But actually <laughs> uh, where where you're like, huh So we're doing this. <laughs> yep. You know, it's fine. It's casual. And it's we joke fine, about fine. it. But if we really, truly detested it as much as we talk about detesting it, then we wouldn't do it. So you're fine. We are our own masters. We mm -hmm. can change this, this yes. gig anytime we want. Yes. For the time we... being, at least, we are in control of our own lives. Though, if anybody can let me know whether I should size up for the Red Hood or if I should buy it true to size if anybody can let me know in preparation for the events that are presumably to come oh, we have an episode coming out on election day like yeah and there's good reason for that because i'm gonna be completely fucking blitzed on election day like i'm not gonna know what's up down or sideways yeah the episode that comes out uh the day after um or the week after election day might have to be pre-recorded scheduled yeah. <laughs> no it might have to be rescheduled to a different topic depending on uh if the world implodes at that time anyway who covers that you you cover that day yeah all right so if <laughs> elliot can you take a note now to just mute me because i'll there's a i'll 50, just be screaming there's a 50 percent chance of me actively sobbing yeah anyway uh we'll get to that when the time comes but for now we have an entire month of spooky shit to talk about Yep. And uh, like we promised in the middle of this episode, we're going to go out by talking about the last three things we Googled. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay, Haley. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I'll go first because I tried to pull it up. I don't really know how to find my Google history. So I searched how to find my Google history. Okay. And then a bunch of shit just popped up. And uh, I will say it's not as exciting as I wanted it to be. Mine's pathetic. It is it's fun. It's Zenny Optical because I need new glasses. Mm -hmm. um, it is. Where's the other thing? Oh, I found out where to drop off my uh, ballot. 
Everyone Good should girl. go and do that if you're yes, doing a mail-in vote. ballot. If you're American, vote. If you're friends with an American, ask them if they've registered to vote and if they like know where to drop off their ballots if they're not comfortable going in person or mailing in their ballot, which honestly seems like the best option to me, at least. But in my town, the uh, polling place is only open to somebody who is registered disabled. So everybody oh, else wow. has to mail in a ballot. That's and awesome. I read on the little instruction pamphlet that I was given with my ballot. Make sure you read that so you're, mailing, you're yep. voting correctly. Do your research. Um, it says that you can drop it off on the day of the election to your regular polling place, or you can drop it off at a Dropbox, a specific Dropbox, early. So I wanted to find out where my Dropbox locations were. So that's what I searched. And then the last thing I searched before that was... Hold on, I'm scrolling down... I think it was something that had to do with my phone because I couldn't figure out after an update something wouldn't uh, go for me. I'm pretty sure that was it. Oh yeah, I wanted to figure out how to turn off a notification. That's really, this is really boring. I'm such like, an old person. I've pulled up my search history. I don't like this game anymore. <laughs> Play it. What is it? Because I forgot what earlier stuff is. So first, first, I looked up high-waisted joggers white Cute. because okay. we got that we got that pandemic uniform that we have to keep up yeah. and for yeah. those who were really invested i found some don't worry guys perfect i i got some we're good um and it just it just devolves i'm just gonna put it out there next we have single serve chocolate chip cookie recipe i love it oh then you'll love the next one where to donate used bras this is really giving me a great look as to what your life is currently. Oh, yeah, it's it's the pandemic. It's that's really that's that's my style now. Single I'm serve up, everything, sweatpants and no bra. Yeah, TLDR. I was looking up somewhere to buy glasses, somewhere to drop off my ballot, and like something to fix my phone. Some adult ass shit, might I say? Like, wow, I've come a long way. And you looked up, ah, uh, just the best chef's kiss collection of things. Yeah, I thought that was gonna be a lot different than what it was. So yeah, maybe in a few weeks we'll do this again because I'd like to see oh, where your mind goes. Yeah, I would also like to see where my mind goes. Anyway. Uh, thanks for that. Send us one the last three things you searched. Hell yeah. Because that's a fun game Within to play. Within reason. If it's oh God. Haley yeah, Wang and Caitlin some... Mahartopoulos, don't want to see it. Uh, and you won't find anything, because I have won't. those. Well, <laughs> you might, but you won't. But you might. Nah, Give it won't. a go. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm donating my bras. <laughs> Great. Anyway, this has gone off the rails. And, As always. Uh, we will see you next Tuesday. very very no oh fuck you're right we forgot mm. we forgot october we're gonna thirst. see you very very october soon 1st. i'm gonna kill myself all right we gotta go i'm okay, not gonna bye. kill myself nobody worry bye <laughs>